go be eating a little bit because I'm fucking hungry, so. TGZ is more like, okay, no, 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 no. is talking greasy and Vector's more like a heckler. Better yet, a professor take down a setup like wrestlers. Tag team and conventional thinking that, okay. Uh, 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 uh. is talking greasy and Vector's more like a heckler. Better yet, a professor take down a setup like wrestlers. Tag teaming, conventional thinking, and they don't let up. Have you rolling out your cherries? Episodes of stand up special. Tear jerking, that's for certain. You can stop the searching. No subjects swerving, they take them on and keep on searching. Topics like surgeons, they pick apart every thought with purpose. Finding funny in it. Who let the lions loose in the circus? Ooh, case of Florida, man times two. From the spoofs to the spooks, opinions let loose. Have you howling when they wild and don't even refuse? Your friendly neighbors and assholes fucking up the room. Safe to assume a veto position. You dare to listen, you'll get a crazy condition. Gonna check into admissions. Experiencing us, not laughing. Yes, I know the symptoms. A CAT scan will explain what you're feeling. A human tumor, a human tumor, a human tumor, a fucking rumor. Straight at my doula. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Humor Tumor. It's me, your host, TJ. Uh, joining me as always, my partner, best friend, David. Hello. Did you mute yourself? Oh, my God. We're not even I two seconds in and he's already coughing. fucking up. No, you back the fuck off of me. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, what, don't you use God's damn name. I am trying to look professional right now, and you're fucking it up. Your background's fucking namic, and you're worried about looking professional. Uh, joining us on the show today, a prominent Houston comedian. He hosts a Facebook live show, which is fantastic. You should definitely check it out, called Standing Room Only. The very funny Kua Genti. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's going on? First off, the music does not go with this fucking podcast. What the fuck is that? No, it, it's a lot better than what the you... The music is, sounds amazing. I was like, what is this? It's like, I feel like I'm doing like a hip-hop uh, podcast. And I said, oh, it's two fucking guys that don't look nothing about hip-hop. Two two <laughs> of the whitest guys. That's what I say. You guys look like nothing to know about hip-hop. <laughs> that's actually, uh, uh, that's our a friend of the show and Dallas rapper Finesse Kiki. Oh my god, he's phenomenal! I was like, I was rapping, like this sounds like a really dope show. I'm bumping the dance. I'm like, oh shit! Then I see two white guys. I go, oh great, this is like fucking CMT now. Perfect. Uh, we are, uh, we are. Look, it's Black History Month, and we are celebrating by appropriating the culture. I love that. It's it's fun. It's fun, you know. It's it's like those people that do the prank gift, like the PS5 box, and then they open it, it's just filled with a whole bunch of fucking clothes. It's essentially that. That's what the show is. It's just like, man, this is the shit sounds street. It's gonna be legit. No, it's two fight white dudes. Like, we uh, oh, we we bad. we have mentioned on the show many times that the uh, the theme song for the show is more professional than anything that's ever been produced on this show. Dude, it's it's fucking phenomenal, man. I'm telling you one thing: you're gonna have a lot of black followers for sure, just I off the music. Look, if anybody out there listening to this uh, love the theme song, go check out Finesse Kiki. I highly recommend him. He's got some songs out. He's you have a, a lot guy. of black followers, but they probably be white kids from suburbia America. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that, it, let's face it. I mean, isn't that the main consumer of hip hop nowadays anyway? Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot, a lot of Todd's Todd South Park sixty seven. You like Todd? I don't think there's somebody named Todd that lives in fucking South Park, Houston. Koo, <laughs> um, uh, our listeners may not know anything about you. Uh, we got people spread out all over the place. We got some people in Denmark that listen, some people in Brazil. What? Some people in the UK. So shout Denmark. out to our international listeners. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Denmark, man. AKA the white Wakanda. <laughs> That's what Denmark really is. Denmark just, they say, there were nobody in here. We just going to. Build a little wall and let nobody come here. And it's such a perfect country. I've never been there. 
I know a lot of people have been there, and it said it's really, really it's, uh, like inclusive. Inclusive. I would love to visit. Jill and Quentin are good. Nobody knows about that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, shit. Like, so I'm going there. I'm going to Denmark one day. I got to go. So uh, Ku's been uh, doing comedy for a long fucking time. Um, how long have you been doing it? When you say it like that, it sounds like I've been doing it for like 30 years. A long fucking time, like really long time. <laughs> At you know. least a decade, though, right? Yeah, I've been doing it for uh, yeah, thirteen years, sir. Over yeah, thirteen years. But I'm gonna be honest with you, it just feels like I just started, man. Because I feel like with comedy, you is the only genre that you get better with age. Yeah, well, isn't that the kind of the rule of thumb? Is like ten years, ten years, you're just starting to get good. Yeah, like well, but music, music is you hot, you're hot. Then you start dwindling, your your career starts going down, down. But you you just kind of just play your old hits to stay relevant. But with comedy, we are we get better with age, and you get funnier and just wiser. You, your jokes are more meaningful because we forcefully, constantly have to write new material every fucking time. So it's like we'll do something, do a drop owl special. We stop doing that joke and we just start doing something new. So, with, and that with music, you could just play your old hits and people be like, oh my God, yeah. But the comedy, they're like, we want to hear some new stuff. We like your old stuff, but we want to hear some new stuff. So, that's why it causes you to be a better person, a better entertainer over time. That's why I love the genre of comedy. I've been, ha- I've been happy to see that you've been able to uh, maintain things through all the COVID shit. Yeah, it's uh, maintain is a good word. I think it's more like I was just fucking bored. I was more like, you know what I mean? Just bored. I was just that, how the talk show came out. This came, it started with a podcast, uh, Comics Talking Shit. That's where it came from. And uh, I knew that I started interviewing a lot of heavy hitters. So like I, my idols in comedy, I started interviewing them on my podcast. And I was like, okay, I got something here. And then next year I know it became like a panel show because I liked the whole panel feel of just talking to a whole bunch of people at the same time. Yeah, be, I mean, speaking of heavy hitters, you got you got a big show coming up with uh, Miss Linnell. Yeah, 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 I got Linnell coming. So, but yeah, back to my train of thought, TJ. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna distract me for a second. Anyway, yeah. So I had I like the panel feel because when the George Floyd situation happened, I was like, okay, great. I just it was just we were just saying funny stuff for like hour or two hours. So when the George Floyd situation happened, it forced me to change the format of my show and say, so, you know, I. I don't want to be funny today. I want to just talk about something that's really serious that affects people and affects me. And com- comedians, in, from my uh, point of view, is uh, very uh, cerebral thinkers. We think pretty well-rounded thinkers. So I said it'd be fun to, to add more of a panel show to it. And that's how Standing Room was born because I can use comic talk of shit because it's not a marketable name. So we went with standard remote because I also I wanted my shows to be inclusive with different kinds of people. They don't have to be comic to be on my show. And yeah, and that's how the show was born. And yeah, and I do have the great Lunell. Uh, she was supposed to do comics talking shit, but now she's doing standard remotely because she took a break because again, people handle stuff differently. And I think she was just really burnt out by the whole COVID-19. So she decided to shut down and not do no press, nothing. So now she's back, thank God, to do more press. And she got the movie coming to America too, coming out next month. So she need to do as much press as possible. So I'm just very humbled. It's it's mad cool that like that that she wasn't able to do it before, but that she kept the information and still reached out to you after the fact of the matter. That's that's a really cool thing. Absolutely, because persistence is a key. Because I I I I went through her publicist and I and I remember she said she's gonna take a break, and when she come back from break, she would uh, she would hit back with me. So I was constantly still checking up on the publicist. And next day, I, I just lost hope. I just said, I guess she never, she never go do my show. And literally three weeks, three weeks ago, I get an email from her publicist going, Linnell's back on uh, interviews again. When would you want Linnell to do your talk show? That's what she asked me. When will Linnell, the great Linnell, TJ, <laughs> want to do my talk show? <laughs> you shit me. I've watched this woman on BET Comedy View. I've seen her on Depp Comedy Jam. I've seen her on so many specials with fucking Cat Williams. But she's, her publicist asked me, when do you want her to do show? I was like, this, hmm, let me think. Let me check my schedule. Yeah, let me see if I can, <laughs> let me see if I can pencil her in. <laughs> I'll pencil in. Tell her to wait. She can wait, okay? <laughs> that was insane. Well, I mean, insane. I'll, I'll tell you right now, uh, I, I enjoy standing room only. I don't always get to watch it live. 
Um, but I, I enjoyed the shit out of the show and I had a blast, uh, when you guys had me on and it was a lot of fun. No, you Um, did great. I have to bring you back. I just know, I just know a lot of people. Yeah. Look, man, well, I, I don't take it personal at all. I mean, you know, as it is what it is, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of voices to get out there. I'm one in one list of many. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Look, you're in the rotation, brother. You're in the rotation. Um, we have a segment on our show. Uh, where David actually has spent many years doing counseling and relationship advice, drug counseling, addiction counseling. Um, so we, we turn to Dr. David every now and then with letters from listeners, uh, wanting relationship or life advice. I don't have a letter this week, but I thought it would be fun since we had you on the show. Um, I looked up a list of 10 questions that you should ask on new dates or when you're getting into a new serious relationship. So I thought I would throw these questions out to you guys and get your perspectives on them and see if you think that these are good questions to get to know somebody, or if you think it's bullshit or if it's just too general, whatever your thoughts are. Easiest thing to take care of right here. So I, I didn't say a fucking word while the gentleman was speaking and that's because just shut the fuck up and let somebody talk don't ask questions during the date it's fucking weird who the hell does that what are you gonna ask him what was your favorite dog growing up you look like a fucking creep don't do that shit just have a conversation with somebody let it be natural god these questions are gonna be stupid was it have you ever had an std oh david you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna fucking hate every one of them i know and i went into this absolutely sober um, David, yeah. uh, our, the first question that uh, is important to ask on a first date is, uh, what makes you unique? Oh, who the fuck asked that? It's not a job interview. What makes you unique? What is she going to say? Something unique? No, she's going to say something like, well, I'm really funny and I like macrame. Oh, God, I hate you already. <laughs> you fucking coos. Who the hell cares? Would you really? Who would do that? If I sat down with my wife when we first met and went, what makes you unique? She would have looked at me and blew smoke in my eye out of her fucking lucky strike. That is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Uh, I think it's more troubling the fact that, you, that, that you're that you saying your wife is just ripping lucky strikes, dude. Dude, that's why I fell in love with her. I looked at her. I was like, what a bad bitch. That was her brand? Like, that she was smoking, like, World War II cigarettes? She smoked Lucky Strikes and uh, Al Capone, Al Capone, uh, Al Capone cigarillos. Yep. She liked the Cognac ones. And oh every now God. and then, I'll buy her a pack. That was my jam back in the day. So I smoked that cheap a lot. Fuck yeah. Get that or clove <laughs> cigarettes. Tear it up. And, you know, when you first start comedy, you kind of want to seem like you're edgy because everybody listens to freaking Bill Hicks, you know, so you're just like, get my clothes, cigarettes, smoke, stand over here while everybody else has fun, look like I'm in deep concentration. And then you get up on stage and then you say something about queefs. (laughs) He knows what I'm talking about. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that what makes you unique? Do you think that's a, a good date question? You you're you're dating now anyway, so yeah, I'm, I, I mean, got a girlfriend, so I can't say too much to incriminate me. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But would you would you come at her with that kind of question? Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not, man? That that's my bottle. That's my mantra for for now. Just why not? Just try. You'll live once. I feel like I feel like a question like that when you go, "What makes you unique?" Uh, it. it you look like a tool if you come out of the gate with a question like that. What makes you unique? I, 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 it's, I mean, I would. I wouldn't. I would. Again, it's how you deliver it. Actually, it's personally, it's, I, I, it's, it's how you deliver stuff. If you deliver like, so what makes you unique? That's you sound robotic. But if you go, hey, what's going on, girl? You, I mean, look, you look beautiful. I feel like you're a unique person. Boom. Now she could say that. Now oh. she can give it out to say she's unique or not. Like in a conversational fashion. There you go. Yeah. No, not not like you're in a job interview. Yeah, yeah. that's robotic. Like, so what makes you unique? Oh, that's robotic. But if you go, hey, Gary, I like how you I like your style. You look really nice. I think you really you know you think you're unique. And she'd be like, Yeah, yes or no. It's all about the word, guys. All about wordplay. Now, uh the I, I, I mean it when you when you ask a question like that, it does kind of sound like you're asking for a resume of like previous dicks. Right. Would well, you would would you want to see that portfolio? Like no, if women if women had that portfolio of like previous dicks that they've had? Absolutely. I want to see that shit. The the things that make somebody unique or special are the things that are not said. 
talents are far and in between. Everybody has something that they've gravitated to that kind of bring themselves together as a person. But when you ask somebody straight out, what makes you unique? They'll never give you a good answer. It'll always be something stupid. Now, personally, it would be hilarious if you asked that and the girl's like, well, I really like macrame. And you just go, this won't work. And you he just really stand up and really walk away. You must really hate macrame. You've said about three times already. He really, he's really hitting <laughs> macrame hard. <laughs> I just had to treat a house that had a whole bunch of macrame animals on the wall. And I just stare at it. I'm like, who would waste their life like this? Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm like, what the fuck is macrame? Right. What? You don't know macrame? Uh, dude, it sounds it, it sounds like a dish of some kind. It you know, just... you know the rapper, the guy that did the. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, the Thrusto rapper. I'm gonna cut some cash. Gonna twenty five in my pocket. I'm gonna hustle. Gonna come up. This is fucking awesome. You heard it? Oh yeah, that's uh. Macklemore. Macklemore, yeah. I I can't. You know what? Macklemore was one of those guys that I heard in like. The pawn shop song, even though it was catchy, I instantly hated the fucking guy. <laughs> I, I I can't stand it. I, I know I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but like, I fucking hate like all that positive energy rap. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. I, I want my rap That's to hilarious. be gangster and about being a thug and getting in the dirt. Like, that's what I like about it. I don't want to hear like this positive, like believe in yourself kind of energy. Fuck you. Well, I grew up in that era of gangster rap. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty old, and I have, I'm here to tell you that that shit is getting old. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you, I mean, there's so much you can talk about the hood because everybody has a hood, so everybody has a drug dealer, so everybody has that. But again, oh, there's a problem. The problem with gangster rappers when they start off gangster and they get all the money, they still talk about gangster shit. I'm like, motherfucker, you have a fucking. Twenty million dollar home. <laughs> yeah, that's like Jay Z talk still talking about something. No you gotta let this. Yeah, you gotta let it go now. He's like, you need to talk about. I got so many rooms in my house, and I have a maid, and I speak Spanish now. Be fucking different. <laughs> one, one of my favorites is uh, Hannibal Burris has a joke where he talks about rappers, and he says, "Young Jeezy, yeah, he said my closet has closets." Just like I, I don't think you have a unique take on being rich. <laughs> you know, it's been done. Is it my room got a room? He goes, "Yeah, that's a closet." <laughs> I I love Hannibal though. That that guy he's has great. such he's great, great delivery. He's great, phenomenal comic. Yes, I wish um, I could see him live. I've never saw him live ever. The next the next question on our our list of uh, date questions here are: What are some random fun facts about you? It's not the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hilarious. think so. I think so. I, I, it's the basically the same question because uh, if uh, if you have random facts about yourself that make that those things that make you unique. So I think that they're trying to get a lot of mileage out of very little content here on this list. Funny um, story: I get hangnails constantly. <laughs> Dude, I you know I reached out to a bunch of people this week to try to get us a a, a relationship advice question and get something going. And I just, I couldn't find anything that was worth the time. Well, it's one of those things where, so questions like this are for people that aren't good with conversation. They don't have a direction on how the flow of just other humans. So they use these as like little hotkey things to try to stay on topic. The only problem is a lot of the time, the people who don't know how to talk to people will be robotic and straight out ask these things. And that's scary because that doesn't work. It is like going through an interview process. It's like speed dating. It's kind of the same thing. Well, let's, let's shift gears a little bit, David. I, what would you say is the best advice you can give to somebody that's new into the dating world? Uh, don't be scared of rejection. It's just a date. If the girl doesn't like you, don't worry about it. There'll be another girl. Just don't sit there because that's one of the biggest things that trip you up is it's one of those things you go in there you're scared you're going to say the wrong thing you're not being yourself half the time you're being quiet because you don't know how to react to somebody different so just be yourself if the That's girl right. ends up not liking you who cares you know if what if, you, doesn't if she doesn't like, like you there's plenty of sniz out there well i'm saying it mostly because when a guy goes into a date he already wants to bang the chick it's the girls you know it's one of those things where they can go eh or nah 
They had the power in the situation. That's why we pay for everything. Ain't that the fucking truth? I, 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 I bet if I had to calculate how much money I've spent over the years getting pussy, I, I probably could have already bought two houses by now, at least. Wow. Damn. That's a lot of money, dude. Yes. I used to take the... I used to take them to McDonald's and be like, let's just get some cheap cheeseburgers and go to the beach. Girls love that. Oh, he's simple. <laughs> he values things. It's like, no, bitch, I'm cheap. I'm also going to dump you before every single holiday and birthday. So oh, don't I- get me wrong. I remember the days where I was like, where I was like, oh, I've, I've got this girl I really like. I'm going to take her on a nice date. And the nice date was like Outback Steakhouse. You know what I mean? Poor oh, bachelor. I took my wife once to Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> you got to earn that shit. <laughs> you want that pumpernickel loaf? You got to earn it. Ugh. No, the the best advice is just be yourself. If she can't, you can't keep up an illusion forever. Just go through it. You know, you get squashed, you get squashed. What do you, what do you think? Do you have any advice for people that are new in the dating game? Hmm. That's a good question. Listen to more Macklemore. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go stay six feet up across from the person until yeah. you get a good six, feeling. Exactly. Stay six feet across and listen to Macklemore loud, really loud to each other. No, I, I don't know. Just be like you said, David, just be yourself. I mean, don't be nobody else but yourself. I mean, the best product is you. So why don't you just sell them you, not anybody else? Because I feel like Louis C.K. has a bit saying that when people go to first date, they're selling you the ideal person that they want to be to you. And you like that person. That when the real person comes out, you'll be like, oh, this guy's shit. He'll be like, yeah, he's always with shit. He was just showing him his representative. That's who you met was a representative. <laughs> now the real person shows up. So that's what dating is. People try to show their, 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 uh, uh, I guess they're cool side, like, oh yeah, fucking ironic, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, they try to show that fake stuff. I don't care. I'm real. Like my mm-hmm. girlfriend now, she's amazing. I mean, we met in a fucking hotel room. I had a gig in El Paso, Texas. I didn't have nothing. We had nothing to do. Like everything at the time was shut down at ten o'clock. So I was in my hotel room. We met on a dating app. I said, hey, I want to go on a date with you. But they got nothing open, so would you like to come to my hotel room? She's like, yeah. She showed up, and she never left my hotel room because I kidnapped her, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, 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 he and got she's a, still in my hotel room as we speak right now. She's not got out of the hotel room. No, got, she... You keep that cow going. Did you get some, <laughs> did you get some the first night? It. Say what? Did you get some the first night? No, I cannot speak on that because legally I cannot say that I can't comment okay. or... But I will say I mean, that's definitely a yes. So but I will say I will say something got moved in the we moved furniture. That means <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. I mean, like I said, I mean, but again, I had to sell her myself because I was honest with. Her. I was like, I was like, look, look, I, we have nothing going on here in El Paso. I really want to go on a date with you, but we can't do nothing. We talked for four, four, obviously for a couple of minutes, so she can actually get comfortable. She needs to show up, just show up, but I. I was just being myself. Then she saw me on stage literally the the night before. She was yeah. at the comedy show. So she saw who I was. She knew who I was. We talked for a little bit after the show. So she kind of got a comfortability of me. So when she came to the hotel, I was like, okay, because I've known you for at least a day. But yeah, but, but I uh, well, let's be self. let's be honest, but being on stage too, that's a good aphrodisiac. Right. She got turned on when she saw me, which most people do. <laughs> I'm sticking to my chair as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's just leaving a snail trail over there. I can't help what? it. <laughs> Be careful, that's not sugar. Uh, <laughs> what? That's, that's not hilarious. sugar. Oh that my god. Me. What's tacky? Um it's me. Something I wanted to talk to you guys about is uh the whole Marilyn Manson thing going on. What's going on with Marilyn Manson? You haven't seen anything with this? Evan Rachel no. Wood came out uh, last Monday and accused him of grooming her as a teenager and sexually assaulting her and <laughs> anti-Semitic and using the N-word a lot. Um, oh, coming from a guy that looks like he's like... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> you didn't see that coming. That's what I said. Like, look, I don't want to victim blame. I really don't uh... want to get on on that kind of trend here. But like, when you're when you get in a relationship with a dude like Marilyn Manson, how do you not expect for things to be fucking weird and fucked up? Okay, when does it become? When is it victim blaming? And then when is it just common sense? Because like. No, it's Marilyn Manson. What did you think was going to happen? You were going to just get with him. He's going to be like some dude with a polo shirt. And then he's like, it's time to go to work. (laughs) And then he just like fucking puts batter all over himself, gets white as hell, and then wears black makeup. No, it's freaking him. The guy has said nothing but terrible things in his music. That which isn't music. He just talks. And it's like you've also if you read his books, he's straight up nasty about any kind of race other than his followers. That's it. What did you expect? Well, it, also in his book, he talks about wanting to murder his then wife at the time, or girlfriend, or whatever she was. <laughs> he talks about having fantasies. He actually went as far as like getting with a, another friend of his casing this woman's house and planning to burn it down with kerosene and rags. No, that's edgelord shit. He's the original edgelord. He's the guy that would sit there and be like, I hate him. He didn't sell all the t-shirts at the ticket stand. I'm going to strangle him with a guitar cord. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. No. Well, Evan Rachel Wood is claiming, though, that uh, she was groomed by him as a teenager. Uh, because I don't know if you know this, but uh, she actually appears in the Tainted Love video uh, when she was 17 or 18. Is it... Oh, her? Uh, yeah, f- from Westworld. Oh, that's right. I heard something. I just didn't give a shit. That's right. <laughs> My bad. Oh, that's oh. the best response. I don't give a shit. <laughs> look, look, high high school age TJ, uh, big Marilyn Manson guy. Yeah, and how much did I make fun of you then? A lot. Yeah, he's fucking stupid. <laughs> he has no. He has. <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't. I can't imagine who yeah. you you were ever a big Marilyn Manson guy. No, hell no. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, this is facial reaction. I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you what I found funniest out of all this stuff to come out. Um is Corey Feldman, never one to be like left out of the loop of, of child abuse stories. After Evan Rachel Wood came out, he comes out on his Instagram and claims that Marilyn Manson Manson was also grooming him. And has been obsessed with him for years. How does that work? He was older than... No, they were probably the same age. Uh, No, I think Corey Feldman is slightly younger than Manson. Really? I can't imagine by much, though. I'm sorry. If Marilyn Manson ever came up to me, I would just be like, Oh, that's awesome. It's you. And then just walk away. I'd... Ugh, I don't get it. No. Uh, I mean, he's 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 in the process of being canceled now. Uh, obviously. <laughs> well, you could have canceled. The motherfucker hasn't put out any new music in forever. It's like canceling somebody after they retire. What, is a boss going to call up my dad and just go, hey, I know that you retired five months ago, but you're fired. <laughs> Get out. It's fucking stupid. I haven't, I haven't given a shit about Marilyn Manson or anything that he's done in his career for well over a decade. And this is the problem. Just in case he did do this stuff, and I'm pretty sure he did. He's yeah. a an idiot. You're giving him this attention. He's going to sell more records. He's going to sell more shirts. We're going to have to deal with those fucking kids wearing trench coats at the mall again. <laughs> you know, like, ugh, you're just bringing it back. Just don't talk about it. Stop. Just dump them. Get away from them. <laughs> My my whole thing about it, though, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I just don't see how anybody is surprised that they're like, oh, Marilyn Manson's a fucking monster. It's like, dude, the guy, the guy comes out on stage and drywall stilts on his arms and legs <laughs> with a fucking ceramic Bible that catches on fire. Like, you didn't think that he was into some weird kinky shit <laughs> that borderlines abuse? Anytime you had to enter prop territory... You're in trouble. He's a he's a scary carrot top. 
Oh my god, <laughs> that's funny. That's Is a, this? That's a perfect analogy. Yeah, he's scary carrot top. Does this mean that we're not going to see him in the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Also, oh man. Oh. Him, him, and his buddy Johnny Depp are out. This is just a day of my fucking broken heart. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Ku, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, all right. Char- uh, Merlin Manson. Yes, let's talk about him. Crazy white man. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. I think it's my favorite thing. I'm, I, I feel like I'm channeling my, my Robert uh, Downey Jr. Here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. <laughs> the guy pees on his fans on stage. He throws feces at the fans on stage. So he really clearly doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. So why is anybody shocked that he would do that to that beautiful woman from the Westworld? Like, why is anybody shocked about it? I'm not shocked. I'm like, this. it's supposed to happen. And he said that on his music that he kills people. Like, he would say they would kill you on a song. And people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's just doing it because he's an artist. No, he is serious. That's a psycho person. He's a psychopath. Have you seen his face? He sucks his own dick. <laughs> I mean, come on. I had to spit out my beer. <laughs> he sucks his own dick, guys. He took a rib. This is not a myth. He actually took his ribs out so he could suck his own dick because he didn't like a woman sucking his dick. That's how crazy he is. Well, you know what you like, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I give him an A. For fucking creativity, but that's still a sick shit, man. If you have mm-hmm. to take out your fucking ribs so you can bend over because his hot wife or girlfriend or guy, whatever he's into, didn't suck his dick good. And like, he's like, you know what? I'll show you. And he just goes down and does. I just like, I like to think of like the mundane shit that he would do. Like, he would be like, he'd be like, oh, well, we're going to have some yellow sponge cake and scorpion shakes. Uh, to, go, to go back on our previous conversation, now, if you're not good at, asking girls questions on a date you can always get your ribs removed <laughs> and save a shit ton of money and fucking saying guys i mean look <laughs> that's baller moves have you have Super have baller. either have you either of you ever attempted to try to suck your own dick who has it <laughs> come on i'm not gonna lie about it god <laughs> and and what were the results were you successful pulled my back out so it was a bad I, I didn't pull my back out but honestly i think like it caused some growth problems for me it did yeah i think i should have been taller <laughs> so by by trying to suck your own dick you like gave yourself scoliosis your growth that's what you're saying wow that's hey, hilarious. well not even that you could sit there and like get really technical about it and just be like yeah i pulled my my femur and my C9 to my C10. <laughs> Be that guy that talks about his injuries all the time. The when I when I tried it, I was able to <laughs> when I, I was able to get close enough that I my tongue touched the tip. That's what? as far as I got. Look how old you, how old are you at the time when you did this? I was 17. <sighs> Damn, TJ, you can Eskimo kiss your own pee pee. Dude, you, you, for, you, you, you forget I was in the theater program and I was doing dance. I was limber. <laughs> I was loose. Yeah, you were a young Bob Fosse. <laughs> Sucking uh, my own dick. Wow. So your tongue got to the tip of your dick. Wow. I was able to touch I was able to touch the tip of my dick with my tongue. I feel That's... that list of people before you now, now, is let me, let, getting longer. Let me be let me be honest. I had my tongue out as far as it could fucking go. Okay. So it's not like I have a giant hog and it was just reaching my lips. You know, I was really working for that shit. (laughs) You're a compact human being. Did you call anybody in the kneel on your back? (laughs) I bet if you did, you probably pulled it off. Yeah. That probably would have been a thing. Oh, or if I would have used the the old school school desk, I probably could have got there. The old school desk. Yeah, dude. This is is past my pay grade right here. I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a foreign shit for me right now. (laughs) But are you going to tell me that you're going to tell us that you've never tried to suck your own dick? No. No. Not once. Not once. Well, cool. Okay. okay. I I highly encourage you after this episode. Okay. Maybe once. Maybe once. Maybe (laughs) once. And how far did you get? I didn't try it. I never tried it. 
possibly. I just thought but that about thought it. popped in. Oh, you thought, thought you thought about the, it. The thought popped in my head when I heard about the Merlin Manson situation. I was like, holy shit! I think Marlon, Marlon Manson could do it, and I think Ron Jeremy can do that too. Yeah, but Ron Jeremy's got a giant hog though. That's what I'm saying. He that's the that's the only guy that's built just like a gummy bear. <laughs> sorry, if you, you got, look at him. You guys keep going for just a minute. I am about to piss my pants. I will be right back. Jesus, you're leaving me alone. All this talk about yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I I, I was trying. I to... don't know him. I think he right. hates me. <laughs> All this talk about Dick just got him want to go pee. He's like, I gotta go pee. <laughs> no, he's gonna go beat it. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's like he got turned on. He's like, oh shit, let me go reenact what I used to do when I was 17 years I old. I was about to say maybe he's like now that I'm older and wiser, I can get around this whole Dick situation. Nice. He's like, funny you mentioned that, Coot. Let me go find out now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he comes back. High five, guys. Oh, my God. It's hilarious, I'm so man. sorry, dude. I'm, I'm so sorry about what? Going? Oh, I just feel bad. That he left? He's fine. That, no, it's not that I get nervous around new people. So oh, I'm just sitting okay. here. Okay, good. At least it's not because I was a new black guy. Huh? No, I've only <laughs> seen a few of you, but it's pretty awesome. It's only seen a few <laughs> Do you like rap? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm a unique kind of guy. Yeah, I like was, rap. No, I was about to say, how many times can I sit there and be like, oh yeah, let me talk about my black friends. This will make it comfortable That's for funny. you. So I'm reading my fortune cookie right now and doesn't make oh, any what's sense. what's it say? It says people are a part to settle a question rightly when it's discussed freely. And I'm going, That's okay. Just- That's very political a fucking fortune cookie person to make this for me but that's why <laughs> you want to hear that you're right gonna to have settle a- questions rightly when it's discussed freely okay so <laughs> I, have a what, conversation yeah this is a what 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 am i what can i do with this i don't know what to do with this fucking information what am I'll i going to do with it throw it out i i got a fortune cookie once and it said you are not illiterate i was just like that's <laughs> fucked up i read this <laughs> That's hilarious. See, but I, that's the thing. Like, there's a running joke about fortune cookie. You have to end it. Everything they just said in, in bed. So now I'm doing this, and he's going. People are part to settle a question rightly when it's discussed freely in bed. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah, man. Some pillow talking. <laughs> so you don't want me to suck your toe? <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes sense now. Oh, what, what'd you get? What'd you get from the Chinese place? Oh, uh, <laughs> Corona! Do shout out for this fucking fortune, this Chinese joint. What's his name called? It's called. You read the name of the joint. It's my first time going there. Tasty Walk. It's called the Chinese Cafe, and uh, the food is mighty good. No, it's good. I had some shrimp broccoli and white rice. Shrimp broccoli. Food. Shrimp broccoli. I'm. I am a sesame chicken guy. Sesame chicken Ew. guy. You so like I'm very, very oh, worried dude, about. Get... I'm very, very worried about getting chicken from Chinese places, just because of the stuff you hear about the stuff with the dogs and cats. So I used to get shrimp because I know what shrimp looks like. <laughs> you get, you have no misunderstanding about shrimp. You're like, okay, that's what a shrimp look like. I'll say, you know, chicken, it depends. It all my how I go there. Get the chicken. Prepare your palate for the apocalypse. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to eat your cat, man. Now, like, just get ready for it. Just be like, damn, what teriyaki snowball was good. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If I if I have ever had cat from a t- Chinese restaurant, I would have it again. <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> hey, this is a true story. I'm not even making this shit up. So I was at a Chinese restaurant again. I'm in a Chinese restaurant. This couple of years ago. I'm not going out the name of the Chinese restaurant, but I was there. I'm eating my food, and I noticed a hair in my fucking food. And I don't know about you guys. When I see hair in my food, I lose my shit. I fucking freak the fuck out. I was like, and I don't I I only had shrimp fried rice. That's all I ordered. I see the shrimp. I see the hair right in my food. And I was like, oh, shit. So I called the lady. I said, hey, ma'am, there's hair in my food. She goes, okay, no problem. She takes the plate. And she goes to the kitchen. A whole bunch of screaming, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she comes out, and she goes... I'm very sorry uh, that you saw the, the the hair in your food, but it's not dog hair. It's human hair. Well, whoa, why why do you gotta put that? She put that hand to God. She put that out there. She threw that little PSA out there mm. just in case I was thinking about dog. She goes, no, it's it's not dog hair. It's human hair. Uh, my, go, my whole thing is I wasn't thinking dog at first. Now I am. Yeah, well, not, you not just that, put it maybe. out in the universe. You just threw it out there. Now I'm going. 
check please <laughs> but was like, she had did she seem proud of it like you got him no, on she was worried. when they got the shipment in no she was worried <laughs> like <laughs> not today <laughs> no she was actually worried but she was screaming at old buddy going now i gotta explain to this fucking black man that it's not dog it's your fucking dick hair <laughs> oh, honestly uh, if i had to choose between somebody's dick hair and dog hair give me dog hair any day of the week that's what i'm saying i'm like i was like that doesn't make it any better because you say there's a human hair i'm like yeah. <laughs> i don't know girls been eating them for years and they're pretty cool about it yeah. <laughs> and sit know. there and you're like you've been complaining about me shaving for a month and now you're now you're making a big about hair so there was a there was a chinese restaurant back in bradenton off of 14th street uh that me and my dad used to go to almost on a weekly basis and uh we went there i got i was probably 12 or 13 at the time we went there to go grab some dinner after he got off work and uh places closed down boarded up closed down all right well what the hell what's going on we get the newspaper two days later and it shows that this Chinese restaurant was one in a series of like seven or eight different restaurants in the area that were shut down on suspicions of cooking animals. So oh, I think I think was it Marco Polo's. If it was on 14th Street, they had it over by Books them. a Million. Then yes, yeah, they had a chain of them. We had one down here in Venice, and they caught them like literally getting raccoons and then going into the Save-A-Lot dumpster next door and pulling vegetables and food out of there and cooking it and putting it on the oh, buffet. Shit. And you know what's sad? I ate there quite a bit. Pretty damn good food, guys. Pretty. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I've, I have a very strong feeling that I've definitely had cat, dog, raccoon, or squirrel at some I'd point. I'd be scared of human. Would you try it, though? Human? Yeah. No. 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 What about you, Ku? If you like, let's just say it was a willing participant. Somebody donated their body, and you got somebody like Gordon Ramsay that that cooks it up for you. Well, he can make a turd taste good, most likely. I, well, but... that, that's what I'm saying, though. Is if it's prepared for you, and let's let's just say let's go with something easy. You got. So you you, got, you know it's a human, or are you just eating it without knowing? You know it's human. You you uh, you I think it's fair that you have to make the choice whether or not you actually want to the go. The question is with it. depends on who the human is though. Fair enough. If, so it's it's Mer- if, it's, if, if it's Merlin Manson, I don't want to eat him. Hell no. <laughs> I don't want to eat him. no. Uh if it's fucking uh I would eat Halle, a Joe, I would eat a Halle Joe Berry, Rogan. hell yeah, I'm down. I would eat a Joe Rogan because you know that guy is healthy as fuck. That's no. That'd be like veal. Joe Rogue, Joe Rogue should be too tough. No, no, no. I want a woman's meat. So yeah, yeah. Halle Berry. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so let's say Gordon Ramsay <laughs> is cooking up for you some some Halle Berry rump roast, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, I'm down, bro. I'm down. I'm. You know what? I might fuck it before I even eat it. That's how excited <laughs> I do that with my hamburgers. <laughs> I think. I think for me, it would have to like not look like the body part. You know what I mean? It would have to be indistinguishable. It would have to be indistinguishable as a body part. Like I could not like a roasted arm. Yeah, you could bring me out like a sautéed foot. You know, (laughs) this is the most I've ever thought about cannibalism. Uh, You know, (laughs) right? This is my record. Like (laughs) it's like I really hope the government is listening to this because that would be hilarious. I don't know, David. Some of the stuff we've talked about in the past episodes, we're probably on some kind of watch list. Oh, we're gonna get a call. You guys, do you guys go that crazy train, like the QAnon type of stuff, or y'all just? Oh no way, dude. Nah. (laughs) In fact, we actually actively try to avoid politics on this show because it's it's like, who gives a fuck? Nobody. Everybody talks about that shit. Nobody wants to hear about it. The government's trying to kill us, and they're all trying to fuck us. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what side you are. Yeah. All that matters. I wish all the news channels would just shut off and everybody just start talking to, to each other again. We would have such a happier world. God, you ain't lying. You know what? That's why that it's funny you mentioned that, David. That's what my show comes about. That's why Stand Room became a show. I, I got tired of watching the news and watching the division of, of the divisiveness of the news. So with my talk show, I just wanted to show people just being people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just having a dialogue and just having a normal conversation. And I realized... We are not uh, as different as we think we are. Nope. No. It's all surface. Well, this is the thing. At some point, the news became what you wanted to hear. 
they found out that they get higher ratings if they do pick a side. And it's easier when you think about the U.S. Humongous. Tons of people. You're going to have great ratings if you say something. And then if you make a side out of it, it's so much easier. And nowadays with technology, we don't talk to each other. That's been my problem with the, all this stuff for the last 10 years. I mean, it's just the, the, the media tends to advocate this us versus them mentality on everything. Rich versus poor, black versus white, cops versus people, Republican versus Democrat. Everything is so adversarial. But when you actually just talk to people, it doesn't matter if you have a differing opinion. If you just talk to people, you're going to find out that you have more in common than you have not in common. Absolutely. No, that's I totally agree with you. That's literally that's again, again, my talk show has taught me a lot i've learned a lot about just the human race because i have you you, you see you watch it i have different race of people on my show and we just share the same sensibility everybody wants to know at least what's our next income coming and do we feel safe at home and then i think most of the people in america want to feel that way but the the media agenda is to divide to divide us and because it's kind of like divide and conquer so it's okay. sad it's really sad but that's pretty much it i don't watch a lot of news Unless you're watching my show, then I plug my shit. But I don't watch that much news because it's just like it just creates so much division. It's like, and it's sad because when you go outside, that's not the real world. When you watch the news, like CNN and Fox News, it's like they they literally the same people. Just switch them out. Yep. They're just the just talk people. talking heads. They're well, the same, they're the same p- type of people. Just switch. If you switch out the, the news anchor from CNN to Fox News and Fox News to CNN. Same thing. They're saying the same exact thing. All the difference is they're just switching names around. Yep. Well, also <laughs> nowadays with the news, they try to put you in the situation. So we don't watch the news to be informed anymore. We watch something like the news and put ourselves in that situation. And that's kind of what you were saying is we go out into the real world. We have a different picture in front of our face, but we're so scared and uptight and we're so ready for a fight just in case it happens to us that everybody's on guard everybody's ready to rip each other's faces off at any given moment and also everybody wants to be right nobody wants to disprove their fears everybody wants to prove their fears and say that they were ready to combat them when it happens and that's one of the big problems oh something i want to ask you i'm feeling more comfortable with you I'm not so scared. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I freak out. I have terrible anxiety. So I just say random shit constantly. It's true. I've known, I've known this guy since high school. Oh, I, I'm the, the opposite, though. I don't cower. I sit there and be like, let's talk about queefs. You know, and it's just like, they don't like me. I knew it. Kind of <laughs> like what I was saying. But um, on your show, have you found yourself changing any of your opinions you had previously from talking oh, yeah, for to sure, people? Yeah, for sure. Just constantly, again, that's what human evolved, uh, 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 what I'm use? evolve. You're supposed to evolve as a person. So yeah, that, that my mind frame, when I started my podcast, April 5th of 2020 to today's date is the, what, the 8th of February. It's like, mm-hmm. it's totally on 7th 7th of february is totally different my my worldview has changed literally almost a year ago it just it's crazy first off getting to interview different people that i've never even met before in my life i've interviewed people that fucking lived in korea on the the, my talk show people i had a guy that performed from talk from literally from south korea in the naval base an army base and did my talk show I've talked to people from fucking LA, New York, and just 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 meet different types of people on my show and just talking to them. It's so fucking rewarding, and I'm so happy that I have this talk show because I think it's made me a better person, and it's forced me to read more. See, that's awesome. That so, that's why I was hoping to to kind of hear with this situation, and it's something I've talked about the show when I do the Doctor David thing. Is my number one thing I say to people is build yourself. And this is, uh, I want to bring it up because this is a great example, is what you're doing is you went from one person and you you took a chance and you started building yourself and you see the results in it. And the biggest thing, kind of like what we were talking about, is the more we talk to each other, 
the more we build, the more our minds change, our thought processes change, conversations, the math of humanity. When we figure out a problem, we build ourselves and build our knowledge. And that's awesome that he does that with our show. Our show, again, we talk about dicks and boners quite a bit. <laughs> but, you know, I'm happy to hear that you're doing something like that. I need to listen to the show. I'm, I came in here completely. I, I've been gun shy the whole time because I know nothing about you. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you, TJ. Thanks for talking me up. Hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I sent David videos and I told him about uh, it. He, he sent me a video. I used to do stand-up for 18 to 22. I did it and traveled and I, I was lucky enough I didn't have to struggle so much like a lot of comedians talk about. I have an uncle that's pretty well known in Florida. And he kind of acted as my promoter and pushed me along. So oh, wow. So you did, that, you did stand up in Florida? Oh, yeah. Um, I only went out of the state a few times and didn't know that I had to do a tax return for every state I went to. <laughs> like tax information. Yeah. That fucking sucked. I'm, I, I'm dyslexic, so doing math and also taxes is the only math problem you'll go to jail for. I didn't trust myself, so I just stayed in Florida after that year. That's hilarious. But... <laughs> Like, no, it, I, I saw your stand-up. So, honestly, the first thing I did was I insulted you. Just <laughs> a freak. Mean? So, TJ sent me all the info, and the first thing I was like, this guy sucks. I absolutely hate him. <laughs> Just because I knew he would lose his damn mind, and I can show you That's the text. He, no, it's hilarious. He lost his damn mind. <laughs> he was That's just like, funny. please stop calm down you can't say that shit to him i'm like i'm just yeah, I, was, I, was, I was i was like don't be a fucking asshole <laughs> that's funny that's hilarious he lost i mean, I mean at, at least look i mean comedy is subjective man it's uh, it's fine oh no you're good i just knew that no i know i understand out. i understand that but i'm just saying like comedy is subjective i mean i'm i'm so fucking fine with not being everybody's cup of tea i really i really oh the, i didn't mean it like the that. more i get no i know i'm not I'm talking about you but i'm just saying like the 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 more I don't give a shit about what people think of me, the better comic I became because I'm Absolutely. so worried. Because comics are needy people in general anyway. And I realized like I'm hurting my creativity process if I'm worried about being a fucking Kevin Hart type of comic and everybody mm -hmm. loves you and stuff like that. Or, or just constantly seeking that validation. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't need oh. that. Anymore. I just feel like I know who I am. If you don't like me, that's fine. If you do, you do. I mean, nine out of ten, the people that don't even like me are nobodies anyway. So why do I even give a shit about some guy from fucking Iowa thinks I'm on my exactly. Comedy. You know, I you know. mean, I, I, I attribute, I attribute the, this podcast, the inspiration for me, even getting back into trying to do this thing was because I was inspired by you, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh that. yeah. He, he has told me that quite a bit. You're, really? you're a myth, but I've never. <laughs> no, I'm seeing a unicorn. So it was no, like, he, I'm only like, one Google away, David. You could you you inspired I me. You inspired know. me not only with the uh, I when I first saw you it was that symposium here in Galveston, yes, yep. and I was very impressed with what I saw. I, I thought you were very funny, uh, and then we talked after the show, and I found out that you're. A super nice fucking dude, very genuine, very kind. And, and uh you know, I I was did my whole throw thing the thing throwaway thing of like, oh, you know, I've thought about getting on stage, and you're like, You should. You and should. <laughs> I know everybody tells me that, man. I I I have such horrible anxiety about it. I have anxiety. So you've never so you've it. not been on stage since the last time I said that's almost two years ago, TJ. What yeah, I know. I know, man. He called me up and he's like, I need help writing material. I said, I'll do what oh, I wow. can. And what I did, I never wrote anything down. I would go up on stage and I would panic from my anxiety. So I would just get in a conversation with somebody in the front and just build off of it. And I told him, just do that. Be comfortable. I'm like, treat the people like they're people and you'll be fine if you can control that. But he won't do it. So you got to get him it. to do it. He has to do it. You ha it has to be done, sir. My, the, the fear is paralyzing. I, you know what it is? I need to just be, be in a situation where it has to happen and I just got to do it. Practice yeah, everywhere you, you I mean, go. You, again, you're funny as shit on, online. I mean, you definitely have a lot of opinions on your, on your page and on my page. So just bring it on stage. Oh, you're being a pushy bitch online again. Oh, dude, I'm always I'm always talking shit online. 
especially about movies. He's real passionate about movies. I am very passionate about movies. In fact, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because I, I still am very dissatisfied with the beef we had over Indiana Jones versus James Bond. Dude, I, I really believe that Indiana Jones is way better than him. I still I still stand by that. I stand by that till the David, day I die. David's over there shaking his head. I stand yeah, by that. Because Indiana Jones is better. He's so awesome. Get they the fuck out of here. Dude, he, he fucking finds fucking artifacts and goes to fucking school the next day and teaches kids. That's fucking amazing. That's While he, also whacking <laughs> bitches off of him that are trying to sleep with him in his That's class. what I'm saying. The guy is a fucking he's a genius. What the fuck? James, it's only one Indiana Jones. It's not like a million fucking Indiana Jones just running around. It's only one guy in his Harris Ford. That's it. The one guy. They had that look, fucking movie called Young Indiana Jones that shit flopped out because nobody oh, believed what's it. his name? Nobody yeah. believed it. Nobody because it was like it's not Harrison Ford. Oh, uh, and and remember in the Crystal Skull, they tried to they tried to make Shia LeBeau like yeah, the new yeah, Indiana that, Jones. They kind of tanked. Yeah. That, oh wait, that, that movie he, sucked. He's in trouble for beating up his girlfriend, isn't he? Also? Who Harrison Ford? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's Shia LaBeouf. Oh, LaBeouf. That yeah. guy's a maniac, dude. But he's a good maniac, I think. He I think. In, a, in a good way. I've, I, I would say. I think. I think again with child stars. When they, when they grew up, and, and that's the flaws about being an entertainer. It's like when you're famous and so young and you got people screaming your name and crying in front of you, that does something to a child. And you never, I don't think you, it takes a very extremely strong person to really fucking, a good parents probably, to be, get you become normal because if you don't have a good support system. Shelly Bo didn't have a good support system. You watch that movie about his growing up, his dad was a fucking clown. How do you expect oh, to be a normal kid point? and his dad's a fucking clown fucking have a pet chicken and shit? That's insane to me. <laughs> I, I think the only one that made it out was Macaulay Culkin. He's yeah. fairly normal with really normal, insane yeah. parents. That's what I'm saying. Look at the stats. Look at the kids that actually had... Uh, I, I don't know. I would put, I would put Elijah, really I would put Elijah Wood in that same category. Say to Elijah Wood. Again, I guarantee they had stable support system at home. You know what it is? They didn't have a stable system. His mom was around. His dad was a fucking dopehead clown. Again, so when you study people's background, it would make sense how they act. Now, oh, it makes sense why he's fucking cuckoo. I'll tell you who's got a fucking crazy background is Robert Downey <laughs> Jr., man. Jesus, yeah, I love that guy. His dad was a I, I fantastic actor. I love that guy. I love, but he was just a rich. He was just a rich fucking spoiled brat. That was his problem, but he got over it. Well, I mean, he was doing drugs with his dad when he was like 11. Again, Wait. rich, spoiled brat. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pretty. You want to go to Chuck E. Cheese or do cocaine? What do you want to do? Cocaine. Let's do it. <laughs> I would. Hey, add, that's the wrong Cocaine answer. and Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Cocaine and, do cocaine while in Chuck E. Cheese. That's yeah. living the dream. Yeah, do, doing, doing it a real off of a ball in the ball pit. <laughs> I was gonna say doing it off of uh, Chucky's bass guitar. Oh, that would be <laughs> sick! Oh my god, Those Chucky! Some animal Chucky. They, they freak me out. Them little robot thing that plays right there. They, I don't know why it creeps me out. It always creeps me out. I don't know why. It just I don't do well when I go. To it's Chucky. the it's the it's the uncanny valley, man. <laughs> no, it's the uh, un. It, uh, we're automatically set up in our minds to rec recognize human nature and movement. So it has the same proportions as a humor, but human, but it doesn't move like a human. And our brain automatically goes, oh no, that's wrong. What yeah, am I? It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. I can't never get over it. I don't know why I'm, I can't get over that shit. What My wife's I... scared of people in costumes, like the Easter bunny at the mall. She's terrified. What am I? Of the Easter like... bunny? Wow, that's hilarious. Well, anybody in suits like that. Oh wow! I can't blame her. Yeah, yeah no, no. she would hate a furry convention. Oh, she don't like furries. Oh wow! I uh, one of my earliest about ice cream, David. <laughs> <laughs> my father. All about it. <laughs> uh, one of my earliest memories, like I would say, this this is one of my earliest like traumatic memories that I rem remember like being fucking terrified. But uh, we went to Disney World, and I was. I don't know, six, seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, they used to have the Snow White ride. And at the end of the ride, you would you'd come up on the, the witch and she'd have her apple. And then she'd like do this thing where they, they put this boulder over and it was like the boulder was going to fall on the ride car. Oh, wow. I remember 
the image to this day like i can conjure up the images of that witch's face just seared into my memory that's hilarious and uh for the longest time i i didn't want to go to disney world or have anything to do with disney world yeah dude I totally thought you were going to say, like, somebody tried to fuck you or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Goofy go, Goofy was getting a little fresh. Came to try to fuck me. <laughs> I almost got tag-teamed while buying a churro by Chip and Dale. <laughs> I got molested by Marilyn Manson in a Goofy saying, head. I thought that's what was going to end with. I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. And I was touched in the gift shop. And yeah. then we just sit there and stare at TJ. Oh, you poor sweet child. <laughs> I was, he, dried, uh, he dried my tears with his mitt in the hands. <laughs> Look, I was a very rapable kid, so I'm, I'm fortunate in the fact that I was never uh, molested. Hey, which kid isn't, you know? I was supple. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love how, like, when I read, like, like I like watching all these old-timey British... I'm obsessed with, like, the British culture, like, how they talk and stuff, like, especially in the old-timey movies, like, in 17th century movies, and they when they describe people, like, this poor sweet child! I'm like, <laughs> okay, first off, easy with the poor lady, okay? The kid knows he's poor. You don't have to say, just say a sweet child. Why do you have to say poor? Like, it's like, what does that even have to do with the storyline? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, look at look at this <laughs> poor wretch. Poor sweet child. <laughs> it's such a weird description of describing a kid, like, you poor sweet child. I'm like, I, okay, I know I'm poor. You have to rub it in my face, bitch. Yeah, we get, you just call me a sweet child. Yeah, sweet child is fine. But she yeah, had she, to put the poor so she let her know, bitch, I'm better than you. I'm better than you, little kid. I'm a, I'm a duchess. You're just a peasant. You, <laughs> poor you, you, sweet child. You know, Coop, that you could actually become a, a lord of Scotland. They've, they've got a website now where you can go and you can buy a plot of land in Scotland for my like mom. 20 bucks and you can become a lord. Are you fucking with me? No, my mom, that's serious. I'm, you can be I lord too. plot for $20? Yep. Yeah, my mom has a sixty by sixty foot plot of land in Scotland right now. Oh, you! And when me. she Give me the passes list. Me the away, list. I will, do this. I will become. Hang on, I'll pull it up right now. David huh? Becker. That's hilarious. Yeah, you could be Lord uh, Lord Coo. It's actually really cool. What it is is he doesn't when he has no heirs. The guy who owns the land. So if he when he dies, he doesn't want the state to take the land and then build houses on it. So there go. There's he a sells in it chat. in small little right. portions, he can make sure nobody can actually build a full structure on the land so the land will always be untouched. Oh, wow. So it's really cool that he's doing that. But my mom as my my mom's uh, really sick. She has cancer. So my dad thought it would be nice that she would get this chunk of land so she could be Lady Susan. But the only thing is, when you're doing this, they make you put an heir for the land down. And because I'm the son, it's in my name. So when my mom passes, I become Lord David Becker. Yeah, so uh, for $45, you can become a lord of a one-square-foot plot in, uh, in Scotland. Yeah. That's so dope, man. I know you should definitely become a lord, so that way, when you go to comedy clubs now, they have to present you as Lord Kuajenti. You know, I'm gonna do this shit. It's so dope. I didn't know that. They actually give you. They send you official a certificate. Paperwork. Yeah. My my mom has official paperwork and everything for it. Nice. Because I told my boss, I was like, I'm gonna have to change my name when everything goes bad. Because you know, the minute you know to make myself feel better. I told my mom, I'm like, I'm going to be crying at the DMV changing my license. You know this, right? <laughs> David, if you if you don't immediately like buy a crown and like a, a, a cape to wear around the house, I will be oh. very disappointed. I'm already ready. I have it to this side. <laughs> it goes with everything I wear. See, but but now he got me thinking, like, it's a sweet story, a sweet idea, but it's safe to be going, what the how shitty the economy in Scotland? Like they do this like- <laughs> oh, it, it's not that. He just doesn't want... If, if he dies, the land will go to the state because he's a part of the royal family. So he doesn't want anybody to build on this land because you can see castles from this land. Like, it's just gorgeous. It's right by you're a picking cliff your off. Own land. You're basically just going to, and just seeing what you want and just pick that land. Pretty much. Yep. He'll tell. There's a map with the plots that you can buy. You buy a plot. He You pay for mostly paperwork. He sends you everything, and it's your land in Scotland. But because you own land in that part of Scotland, you become a lord. 
So you actually have title in the United Kingdom. Wow. It's, and this is dude, a legal thing. I'm, I'm Again, I'm Nigerian, yeah. so I'm sticking that this is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> My scam radar is going up. Like, I don't I'm, know about this. No, it's cool. He's a duke. He's not a prince. He's so a you're, <laughs> you'll be okay. Of course he is. <laughs> when so you buy the land, he sends you a whole bunch of jewels. It's cool. Are you serious? No. But, <laughs> that's what that email told me if I gave money to the Nigerian dude. Uh, I would send you so many jewelry, you would keep your mother with you. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, but before we wrap up here, Koo, you want to get some plugs in, tell people where you're going to be, where we can see you? Oh, absolutely, man. Yes, so I have a big show uh, this Sunday. Hopefully, when does this come out? When does this- uh, it'll, it'll be out tomorrow. Oh, great. So this Sunday, Valentine's Day, I have two shows. There's Christian's Tailgate, White Oak in the Heights, Houston, Texas. It's 7 o'clock and 9.30. The 7 o'clock show, VIP tickets is already sold out. So if you want to get tickets for regular tickets, get it right now. Tickets are still available for the 9.30 show. So I'm doing two shows. I'll be there at the Uh, 9.30. He's going to be there with his wife, Ashley. So yeah, that's going to be a fucking phenomenal show. Dave, I would love for you to come to the show if you you could come and bring your wife if you guys are not. Dude, Uh, if I could, I would. I would love to meet you. He's all the way in Florida. Oh, shit. Well, then get on the plane. Get on the plane. It's only one. It's only two hours away, right? (laughs) No, just like I always tell my wife, it might not be seven inches, but it's only two inches. Two inches away. (laughs) So yeah, so I'll be there, and uh, obviously watch Standing Remotely. Standing Remotely, in my opinion, is the best talk show on Facebook. So go and type in Standing Remotely TV show, and it's gonna pop up with my face and Mistina on there, my lovely co-host. And yes, we have the lovely, the great Lunell. She is amazing. She's literally, in my opinion, probably a top 10 funniest person comics in the country. She's going to be on my show. She's done Oprah. She's done Steve Harvey's show. She's done all these heavy hitting talk shows, but she's going to do my humble talk show. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is amazing. That's a big get. She's an icon. And she did Borat. Come on. It's a big get. (laughs) Right. So yeah, so she's going to be on my show. February 17th, 8 o'clock Central Time. So that's going to be crazy. It's going to be a one-hour interview. We did a one-on-one interview. It's not going to be a panel show. It's going to be me and Mistina asking her a whole bunch of questions, and hopefully she uh, answers some questions. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So go get your tickets right now for my Valentine's Day show. It's available on Eventbrite. So just type in Cool Egenti and Friends, Valentine's Day, and it should pop up at 7 o'clock. And the 930 show should pop up. And yeah. And also I will I will put a link in the uh description for the episode so people can uh just click on that right away and you'll be able to you'll be taken to his page, get your tickets, go have fun. If you're in the Houston that. area, go see Koo. He's always a good time. He makes me laugh. Thank you. Thank you guys. It was a fun podcast. I enjoyed myself. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. No doubt. Bring me back in the future, man. I love doing stuff like this. This, this is. I'm we'll see if bored. we can fit you in with the huge list of people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got Carrot Top. <laughs> Dave Cook. So, yeah, you, you, you wait. You have to wait. You have to wait. We, we have a guy that eats carrots. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. there's a possibility for that. I mean, yeah. usually, usually, usually we would definitely go. Uh, deeper and have much longer conversations but i know you didn't have a whole ton of time this afternoon, no i did so. i just got i got to actually literally roll i gotta go do some stuff and i got it's a super bowl so i gotta go get ready and super go bowl. watch the super bowl I, but, I just like how he's sitting there and he's like i got all these amazing guests and we're like yeah we might have a guy named bob next guy <laughs> named bob what that do you do crazy. bob oh i live off the government that's funny <laughs> oh, okay uh, Koo, thank you so much for coming on. We no, appreciate it. No, thank you guys it. for having me. I really, this was a good time. Please have me back in the future. I'd love to uh, talk about my interview with Lunell and tell you how they went. Yeah, and look, when you want when you want the pair of us to jump on standard room only, we'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah, so Dave, send me a friend request or add me. And yeah, I'd love to have you on the show as well, David. I won't All be right. nervous next time. Yeah, please David, don't be nervous. David, I, I love you, buddy. We'll uh, see you next week. I love Peace you. Too. Nice love to meet you, Koo.